Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. Even if we miss a shot, like we gotta be able to close defensively. We gotta be able to get hits. We gotta be able to, you know, when the team gets second look, we play good defense, and then we give them another look, and it's hard, you know, to guard three times in one possession. So um, we gotta get hits, man. We gotta box out. We gotta get back in transition, and also we gotta turn the stop turn the ball over. That makes it harder for us to get back in transition. So once we do that, we'll be in better shape. That was Quinn Snyder. Oh wait, that wasn't Quinn Snyder. That was Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> he could have been Quinn Snyder, right? Because those are the exact same things that Quinn Snyder said after the loss the other night to Memphis. And Donovan Mitchell, when it was his turn to speak, went right down the checklist. No surprise there. They tend to be on the same page. And Mitchell talking about what the Jazz need to do to improve. And the great thing about the NBA is uh, when you lose, hold on. Because probably within 48 hours, you're going to get another chance to rectify that loss. That's exactly what the Jazz have. Because they're 11 and 6, and they travel tonight to Oklahoma City. Obviously, they're already there, and they play the Thunder. Thunder's not a great team by any stretch. Young, looking for the future with all those draft picks and all. So the Jazz need to be able to get this win here. You don't want to go to 11 and 7. Come on, let's get get going here. Tip off set for 6 p.m. with the hour time difference. Coverage here on the Zone will begin at 5 p.m. with Jazz game night pregame show. With our guys, Jake Scott and Tim McComb. Check it out. Stars were in action last night. They lost 122-119 to 119 to the John Stockton Kings. How about this? Elijah Hughes, 39 points. I never know what to make of this stuff with these guys in the G League and these enorm- enormous numbers. You know, what's his face? Uh, Butler had a huge game. I think it was their first game. Elijah Hughes, second-round pick uh, a year ago, a couple years ago now. He's in his second year with 39. What does it mean? Anybody got an idea? I remember years ago, the Jazz drafted a kid out of, was it Rice, Morris, Allman? Yep, he put the up some G big League numbers. superstar himself. Yeah, is that what it was? Yeah, you get that. Uh, they talk about those guys in AAA, uh, some of them who have been really good in AAA but couldn't get it going in the major leagues. So they're like, uh, what, 4A players they talk about? I don't know if that's what these guys are. Elijah Hughes, certainly eye-catching 39 points. Does it mean anything? Can he develop? Well, I'm not going to put a ceiling on somebody. Let that uh, take care of itself. But it certainly caught my eye. All right, that's the Jazz and your Salt Lake City Stars report right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Hashtag NBA. Here's Tyler. Shoots one. I mean, snaps it. Rips it. No rim, no glass, just net. He's got 30. Walker, front court left, at the right wing. Bounce to Randall, wide open straight on three. Is good. And the two-man game from Walker and Randall working that time. Ball stripped out of the hands of Barton, picked up by CJ in the open court. Slows it down, gives it to Dave for eight-pointer. Buries it! Lasers lead by 11! Powell backwards to Doncic against Hartenstein. Stepping back from the hash mark. Got it! That is your night in the NBA, light night, a couple nights before Thanksgiving. Uh, the Blazers beating the watered-down Nuggets, who get even more bad news because this morning I uh, didn't pay attention to the end of the game. I went to bed after the RSL 
And I see that their uh, player, P.J. Dozier, they think that might be lost to an ACL tear, which is not good as they continue to lose guys left and right. They're now, well, I don't think Dozier's a starter, but uh, they're already without three starters with obviously Jokic and uh, what's-his-face Murray and Porter. Porter potentially saying the season. If Dozier's got the torn ACL, then yeah, well, that's probably the same thing there. So the Blazers get them, the two big guys, not big, but big players on the roster. The guards, McCollum and Lillard had big shooting nights, and so they win. Then do they go right to that? If they shoot well, they win. So the Nuggets, man, this might not be their year. They just might not have the health the whole time. Speaking of health, Luka Doncic returns for Dallas, and he makes a difference. They beat the Clippers 112-104, and Doncic returns and looks really good. No surprise there, right? 26, 9, and 9. He's an outstanding player. The big game of the night. LeBron less James not there. No LeBron James for the Lakers. And they lose. They were down 25, I think it was. Came back to tie it. And the Knicks prevail by 6 in the end. As the Lakers, I think they fall a game below 500 right now. And the Knicks move a couple of games up. And the Heat hit Pistons, Tyler Hero with 31 points off the bench. Nice pick for them. All right, that's your NBA right here on 97.5, 1280 of the zone. Hashtag college basketball. Bernard misses the jump shot. Another rebound for the Bulldogs. This time it's Timmy who pulls it down to Nemard. He's flying down the floor again. Nemard to the rim, and he scores one more time. Andrew Nemard is rolling. Juzang back to Johnson on the pick and roll. Holmgren comes over, blocks the shot, and his back gets around. Johnson hammers home a two-handed highlight real dunk. Nemard dribbles the clock down. Screen from Timmy. Pass right side home gritty. Catches and shoots. The three from the right side is good. There you go, man. How about the Gonzaga Bulldogs? How about the West Coast Conference? No wonder BYU wants out, huh? West Coast, you've got, well, give you St. Mary's just beating up on Oregon who just struggled offensively so much. Maybe Oregon's overrated. I don't know if you're a BYU fan. What do you think about that? Because Oregon would help your power ranking, but you're going to play St. Mary's a couple of times when conference season gets here in uh, several weeks. So St. Mary's looking pretty good there. Gonzaga looking absolutely awesome. I was excited for that game, and it was pretty much a blowout. A little slow start, but then a few minutes into it, the Zags just built a 20-point lead, and that's basically where it stood, and it literally was the difference in the game, 83-63. to 63. Uh, Nemhard, who is not considered their top two players, that'd be Timmy and the string bean, the draft dude, Holmgren, the freshman. Uh, but Nemhard's been around and he looked good himself, and the whole team looked absolutely awesome. As number one, Gonzaga just beats the Bruins of UC Los Angeles by 20 in Vegas. Really, really worked him. Holmgren with that uh, behind the back, uh, then go up and dunk it. And he's supposed to be the number one recruit. I imagine he'll be one and done. Why would he stay beyond that? So, but then Gonzaga just continues to reload. They're going to be tough, really tough. They've already beaten te- uh, Texas, so I think it was ranked like 12th or 13th. They beat up on them by 12, and then they got the Bruins at number two. They got Duke, I think, on Friday, as their non-conference schedule surely is really, really good, as they usually do. 
Locally, we've got Southern Utah. They beat Yale by three in overtime. Tevian Jones, 24 points, man. What a player, that Jones. And today, they're going to play play Bowling Green at 11.30. We got UVUs off to a four-and-one start. Looking pretty good. They got Nichols at 3.30. And the Cougars, number 18, the Cougars. Texas Southern. So they should move to 5-0. And that game is tonight at 7 o'clock. You can watch it on BYU TV. For those of you who are so inclined, 9 p.m. Eastern. And it's your college hoop right here at 97.5, 1280 in the zone. Hashtag NFL. Did you stove your, stub your toe? You were walking around with COVID. Bang! Is that what happened out there? Look, Pat, I've already talked enough about on this show about my uh, medical uh, status and other ways. So, <laughs> I've given you enough information at this point. I have a t- injury that's not going away, and I'm going to be dealing with it for at least the next few weeks. That's Aaron Rodgers on that Pat McAfee show. This Pat McAfee's made a name for himself but, uh, with those interviews, especially with Aaron Rodgers, right? And McAfee usually has like a muscle shirt on or something. Uh, when he's doing the interviews, because yep. it's uh, available, uh, he's uh, charismatic. He's not your traditional uh, interview journalist guy, obviously, not not at all. And so he's got a lot of personality there. And Aaron Rodgers talking about this toe injury, and he talked about it the other day too. Is that it's there and it's bothering him, and it's going to continue to bother him. Yeah, I believe it. I don't think Aaron's making this up. I think that's what they have to deal with. So many guys are dealing with something, one thing or another, or multiple things or others. So we'll see how the pack does with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I think he can, if he can get out there and play, he's going to find ways to beat you. That's for sure, because he's really, really good. Uh, the Jets, how about this, man? Zach Wilson is going to be back. Well, I don't know that they really have a choice because... What was it? Uh, white tested positive. Correct. And then Flacco has got the close contact. What do they call it? The contact tracing. Yep. Yeah. I had to sit out. I did the shows from home for a week uh, a couple of months ago because I was involved in that. So Zach is back. Uh, who do they play? They play a dog team this week. They play the Texans, don't they? I believe you are correct. Yeah. So Texans, although they won last week. And the Jets have a couple of victories. We'll see. Now, Zach has missed a month, right? He missed four games. Yep. Uh, I'm rooting for the kid. Hope he does well. You know, listen to national shows. I got the satellite radio in my car. Flick around. There's a dozen of them. And some people thinking that, okay, he's a bust, blah, blah, blah. We'll see. I hope he's not. I hope he's not a bust. I hope he does well. I'm rooting for him. I like him. And uh, get a chance to get back in there after a month off. And I would think that uh, he used that month wisely uh, to get himself even more prepared. Now, let's, before we even come close to making any proclamation, we got to give him at least a couple of years. Josh Johnson being elevated from the practice squad. Tennessee, three games into his stint, they wave Adrian Peterson. He's getting up there, so I don't know what's going to happen to him. He was uh, with them for three games. Scored a touchdown. What was it uh, against the Rams? Yep, first game with them, November 9th. Yeah. And then we got the traditional uh, Cowboys and Lions. Lions play the Bears. Do the Cowboys play them all? Cowboys are playing the Raiders. You'll hear right here on the zone. Yeah, there you go. Thanksgiving. We'll have Lincoln Kennedy coming up at the bottom of the hour to talk about that game. 
That's tradition, man. You've got to. Uh, I got to watch the parade. I watch the the Macy's Day parade. I hope they're having it this year. Nobody drives a car into it either. But uh, got to watch that. My mother watched it. She's gone now, and I did that growing up, watching the parade back east in Arizona, the two states she lived in, and uh, so I watched the parade, and then I'll begrudgingly watch the Lions. <laughs> It seemed like they've been awful for years and years. And then the Cowboys, right? Got to watch the Cowboys. Uh, and then eat. And then sleep and eat some more. That is my Thanksgiving Day agenda for you. What do you got going on? Uh, that's what we do. Watch football, right? And get together with family. Hope you all have a great day. Thanks for listening right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Hashtag college football. No need to hype it. I mean, it's the things we just talked about. I mean, this uh, it's a playoff game. It's a rivalry game. It's at the highest level. That's Jim Harbaugh, obviously. I totally agree. There really is no need to hype this thing. Michigan, Ohio State. This is huge. I think it's uh, huge for both programs, yeah. Ohio State, just how legit are you? You're number two. The poll came out last night, right? And they moved up. Uh, they, you know, they're sitting there right at number two. I don't have any problem with that. Uh, and they've got Michigan. And it's going to be a big game. And it is a playoff game in a sense. Winner can continue. Uh, loser is out. Because they'll each have a loss. Or uh, multiple losses then. Because they each have a loss right now. So, excited. And then, uh, I can make a case that if the Utes win next week in Vegas... That filled out my credential for that yesterday. Looking forward to that game. If the Utes win that game, we'll be we're blowing out the blowing out the budget, man. We'll be down there broadcasting for a couple of days too. Uh, several of our shows will be down there. I think three of our shows will be down there uh, next week. So if they win that, the loser of this game could be the opponent in the Rose Bowl. We'll have to see how that shakes out. As I said, the rankings, BYU moved up a spot. Can they get a New Year's Day 6? Think it's possible. Probably think it's a long shot. Rooting for it? Absolutely rooting for it. It's good for our business to have these teams do well. I'm a BYU homer, I admit. But the problem is, I'm also a Utah homer. (laughs) I got you both covered. Because you guys do well. People want to listen, and it's more fun to talk about winning than losing. So absolutely, I'm a BYU homer. I'm just not more of a homer for the Cougars than I am for the Utes. I homer for them both for selfish reasons and personal reasons. I'm not going to deny it. I like their coaches. Come on. Everybody knows that. There's no point hiding and pretending I'm some big, hard, tough guy uh, when it comes to that, when that's not the case. Uh, Cincinnati, number four. Yep. First group of five team to be that high. I think they deserve it, man. They're, I, I, I don't even know if I can call them the little guy. I guess they're the little guy by definition, but it seems stupid. I, I, and it really bugs me when we hear that mid-major term for football. Uh, Cincinnati, come on, man. They went into South Bend and won, and that's Notre Dame's only loss. Notre Dame just right on the outside. Can they get in? Yeah, I think they possibly could. 
Let's see what happens. Some big money being thrown out. Last year, man, these colleges were, oh, $30 million deficit, this and that. We need help. And I'm not just picking on BYU by any stretch because all this stuff that's out there with the pandemic and the games were canceled and yada, yada, on and on it goes. So what do we see? Penn State signing James Franklin to a 10-year deal. He's got making seven and a half mil through his base salary, and obviously there's other stuff linked into that, tied into that. You know, retention bonuses, additional incentives, bonuses for this, bonuses for that, free cars, country club memberships, and then you got Liberty, 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 giving you freeze. What four million bucks? Yeah, cry me the blues on money because they're sure handing it out, and then all these buyouts. College football salaries out of control. That's the way of the world. All right, 975, 1280 the zone. Hashtag Major League Baseball. How about this? Speaking of Monday, Wander Franco, and he's just a kid, and they this is he's with the Tampa Bay Rays, and they're doing what the Padres did last year to Titis. Tie him up. 12-year deal. 185 million, and it could go up to as much as 223 million if he reaches all the incentives. Small market, nobody goes to the game. Lousy stadium, Rays putting in just a kid who's got like 280 at bats in the big leagues. You think he played 70 some games last year, somewhere along those lines? 70 right games, around. yep. Yeah, and then and, uh, basically, uh, you know, that's uh, half a season, a little bit more. But they believe he's going to be a stud, so they just ink him to this massive 12-year deal. Same thing that the Padres did with Tatis. Now, I follow Tatis a little bit closer, so we'll see what happens there. I think Tatis is a star. If he can stay healthy, I'm wondering if the uh, Padres move him out of shortstop and just have him pick daisies in right field or something so he can stay healthy. And then MLB and the Players Union agreed to move the upcoming deadline to teams to offer contract to certain players in order to keep them out of potential limbo in the event of a work stoppage next month. Tender deadline has been moved from, it's been up about three days, from December 2nd to next week, November 3rd. No, December 2nd is next week, too. And it seems like they're going to have a work stoppage. And just disgust me, but that's the way the world goes with these things, with these labor uh, beefs between owners and players. I try not to get involved with it so it doesn't blow my love for sport. And speaking of my love for sport, Yaw, can we get to the beautiful game now? Hashtag RSL. Now with Juarez on Seattle's bench, Justin Glad at the age of 24 can knock Seattle out. And he does, it gets in. Fry got a piece, but it bounced across the line. RSL has knocked Seattle out of the playoffs. How about that? I am feeling glad all over. Oh, yes. Now, you may have noticed on PK, normally DJ takes the lead. Well, DJ, he just he can't be here today because he is still recovering, man. When he wakes up, Yak, is he going to have the um, just the ultimate headache if you yeah, get just, my drift? It's the hangover, all hangovers, <laughs> yep. I didn't want to use the word, but man. Uh, Hollywood's going to make a movie out of the way DJ feels right now because RSL in the most bizarre game I've ever watched, in the most bizarre sport I've ever watched, they literally took no shots on frame. Oh, yes, I love it when I speak soccer. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm, I'm so glad he's not here this morning so he can't interrupt me. I mean, no, no shots. They took zero. I only watched half the screen last night because the entire game was down on ourselves half. They hardly ever get down to the other side of the field. That's, there's no need to have a full screen. I don't know DJ has a big TV, but even he didn't need it. That is unbelievable. They took no shots. And what did the Seattle had 20-some shots? 21, officially. 21? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was 24, but it was 21, yeah. Our man, David the Dark Man Ochoa. What do they call him? David Ochoa, the Dark Arts. The Dark Arts, yeah, there it is. Yeah, the Dark Arts. Ochoa. And, I mean, he was injured. I thought they were going to have a stretcher. And if they would have had a stretcher for a goalkeeper, I would have turned it off right then and there. You're done. But he bounced point. up. He got up, man. He summoned the energy to stand up and swat away a few. And then they go into penalty kicks, and they beat him 6-5. to five. Glad's kick barely goes in. Yaku has to get in the office at 2 in the morning. He stayed up till 1.30 watching this game because he's two a devoted RSL fan. What am I off by, 20 minutes? No, by a couple hours, but okay, we'll go with it. <laughs> It's drama, man. This is soccer. We create drama. Yeah, well, good, good point. Yeah, see, we do create drama in that sport, there's no doubt. 34,000 strong in Seattle. Oh, my gosh. They lose the Sonics. The Seahawks aren't any good. And now the Sounders. See you freaking later. The Thunderbird Chief. They don't call it the Thunderbird Chiefs anymore because it's not politically correct. Pablo Mastrioni. Same high school as PK. We're brothers. He gets the win. He said, hey, man, I coached to win the game. That's the way it was, man. Roos out. What he got? Did he get tracing or has he got, got COVID? So he's he tested out. positive for COVID. You know, tested positive. That's right. He put that out there. Arguably, well, his top two or three player, if you want to say he's his best, I go with Demir. But nevertheless, what a win. Now they will get Sporting KC Sunday afternoon at 1 o'clock right there on A-freaking-B-C. Oh, man, it is great to be an RSL fan, and I've never been a bigger fan. How about that, Yak? I don't need DJ to talk soccer. Screw him. Yeah, keep it going. Yeah, forget him, man. And I do it for purity. I don't make any money off of it. So he's not here to interrupt me, and I'm doing it because I love the sport, not because I went up there and I realized I can make a dollar, so I'm going to jump on this. No, I had—I don't make a dime off of these guys. I'm not like him. I didn't maneuver backdoor ways for years so I could get the TV job. I am so glad he's not here to interrupt me so I can speak my mind when it comes to this stuff. Am I right, Yak? Yes, go right on ahead. There's no financial <laughs> implication on any of this. Make sure Jake send this to Jake Scott so he can hear it. Yes. He may not be up right now because we'll, it's still we'll, early. We'll get it to him. And he's got to be up late tonight. Uh, but he loves the manifesto when uh, DJ preached it. <laughs> he went on his soapbox. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was so fun. I'm glad they won. I like the guy. I like the coach. And so now they move on. Oh, and we hate KC and they hate us. The drama in the postseason, it just only gets bigger with soccer. Yeah, I can talk soccer. 
I just don't wear it on my sleeve so I can win awards. Let me tell you about that. Get out of town right now. What is training brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing? There is no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. You can call them at 801-295-1690. 295-1690. That is Shamrock Plumbing. Okay, coming up right now when we come back, Lincoln Kennedy, who does the radio uh, color commentary with Brent Musburger. They get the Cowboys tomorrow. And the Pac-12 Network. He's a Pac-12 Network analyst. He calls games on Saturdays. Uh, and then he'll join us here coming up at 7.30, 8.05, a weekly visit from Riley Jensen. He's a college football insider, knows a ton, and he's a mental performance coach. And also from the Colorado Buffaloes beat writer for Buff Zone and the Boulder Daily Camera, Brian Howell. Talk about what the Buffs can do. They have any hope Friday afternoon when they come into Rice-Eccles to play the powerful Utah Utes. Stay with us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone.